Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beyond that, there's a, it's a relationship. So even though I'm going through this problem, there's two of us. And so you being there for me felt one-sided. And so I was very aware that I needed to make sure that we were having a discussion how you're feeling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with the lovely and esteemed... Lisa Bilyeu. It always feels weird that you make me say my own name. I don't know why. All right. From now on, I will say it. No problem. Um, thank you. This is about last week's episode. Thank you for a great episode. Lisa, The Female Brain has to be one of the best books ever. It's yeah. Um, it's really helped not only me, but many of my friends understand their husbands and themselves better. Nice. What's one of the scariest experiences you've had as a couple? Whoa. So, I, I was really thinking about this. Okay. So what comes to mind for you? Uh, at, it's the as a couple thing. I'm not sure I'm interpreting it right. The scariest thing we've been through is Wookie going missing. Right. So, without question. Yeah. But if so, you've thought about it, maybe you've got something more relationship. Well, so I think, yeah. So, I thought it was the Wookie thing. But then when I switched it to um, maybe not the scariest thing, but what was like one of the most difficult times in our relationship, mm. I was like, okay, that's actually really interesting because that was something, it's, it's actually still ongoing. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I've been battling health issues for the last two years, two and a half maybe now, um, where I just can't digest food properly. And so about two years ago, if I got like a stomach bug, I've had stomach issues for 10 years or so, but that stomach bug pushed Technically me... Technically intestinal, intestinal issues. Intestinal issues, yeah. Um, it pushed me over the edge to the point where I literally couldn't eat. And so in not being able to eat, I wasn't getting the right nutrients, my nails were breaking, my hair was falling out, I couldn't stand up for long. Um, we went to so many doctors, you took me to, you know, countless doctors at this point. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't eat, couldn't eat out. Um, and that was really tough because you were, you know, I mean, you were running a company. Quest was as big as it had ever been. And um, I needed you to be there for me with doctor's appointments, but I also understood that you had this business to run. And so you couldn't give your life over to that, um, to, to, you know, just every day having to deal with my stomach. But it was so... Um, it was such a daily thing for me, right? Like every morning I'd wake up, stomach cramps. Every time I would eat, stomach cramps. Um, and it affected everything. It affected my moods. So when you were home, I wasn't probably very nice to be around because my hormones were just out of whack. And you were so understanding. You never put pressure on me. But it was really tough, I think, for both of us. I didn't really feel really like a 
a beautiful woman anymore, right? Like I couldn't um, be very sexual. Um, it, I couldn't stand up for long. Um, even just you hugging me sometimes, the pressure on my stomach was really bad. Um, and I was still going to work every day. And so, and so were you. So I was going to work every day. You were being my boss, as you know, we had established was the, you know, the right move. So you were my boss. I wasn't necessarily probably performing to my highest ability. And so you were um, coming at me with, as like the boss, why aren't we getting this done? And I'm just like breaking down every two minutes. Um, in emotion and you'd have to then come home and we'd have to deal with that. Um, that was really tough. Mm. Yeah. But obviously from a husband perspective, what are you, what was going on with you that, because obviously from my, you were so supportive with me, like you never put any pressure on me as a husband to like, but I need this. And you were like, baby, if you're not feeling well, you should sit down. Like, do you want me to get this? But that's like a year. You were doing that for a year. Stomach or digestive issues are terrifying because the science just isn't there. And people don't really understand how to solve the problem. And it's so hopelessly complicated that that was the big frustration for me, <clears throat> was just feeling helpless to solve the problem. And it was... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, I get how people get themselves in relationship trouble when there's an overwhelming problem where when you're the one going through it, you're turning to the other person like, hey, you're not suffering like I'm suffering, solve this fucking problem. And then when you're the one charged with solving the problem and it's so massive and so complicated and science doesn't even understand it and people are arguing about what works and half of what you're reading online sounds like voodoo, the other half you don't understand. And I understand this stuff like at a high level. So for me to be like, Jesus, I'm in over my head, like I would have to go get a doctorate in this stuff just to like really understand what I'm reading. So there was a real sense of helplessness and that's, you know, one of those times where my mindset is, has come to my aid in my most difficult times. And so I would ask myself, does feeling paralyzed help me? No, okay, well then let's not feel paralyzed. And what are the machinations that are gonna help me to keep moving forward? What are the things that I know? What are the um, areas that I have that can help? And so just started sort of going through it systematically to try and figure out a solution from leaning on the Quest R&D team, which was miraculous. Oh my God, and the <clears> they saved that, my life. The thing, no question. The things that they understood about the microbiome, which really made that sort of the focus of our attention. And then, you know, knowing about ketogenics and all of that and really sort of, that was the one time where I really put my foot down and said, fucking do it. Like we just, we've, gotten out of the woods with what we had done in R&D, but we hadn't gotten to the point where you could live a life. And so then it just was me getting angry enough to finally say, until you're like, literally, I think the quote was, don't even talk to me about this anymore until your ketones are at 1.0. And like, I just need to see if that works or not. And that was sort of the next step. But even now, like, you know, two and change years later, it's like, I still don't feel like I've solved the problem. And I still feel like, you know, I think about this a lot. Just this morning, I was looking at that company, Viome, which is a former um, guest in the show and a dear friend, Naveen Jain, um, who started this company called Viome. What they're doing is interesting. This is going to rapidly turn into a commercial, but it's, um, I'm interested. I don't know if it's going to be the right answer, but the way that they're sequencing the, not only do they sequence the DNA, they sequence the RNA of um, the, the 
microbiome, and I think they look at the viome as well, which two different words. There's the um, the oh, I'm getting God, I super all the words. scientific. Yeah, now. but it's like you can actually look at the bacteria and the viruses mm. to find out. And then what they're looking at is what genes are expressing themselves, not just what genes they have, which is a very, very interesting approach. I have no idea if it's effective, but want to get you on that. And honestly, the thing that I keep coming back to is fecal transplant, which I did not expect to be coming up in this episode, <laughs> but it's, um, they need a better name for it. But that may end up being the solution. But anyway, like that's what triggers from the husband's side. Like I fucking want to solve the problem. And this, like you want to talk about things that even you and I, and I think that we think about relationships enough to be sort of at a relatively high level, um, the I want to solve problems and you just want to be heard is like a constant issue. Yeah, and that's on the smaller scale and little things, but on this, like I definitely need your Monitor help. Monitor solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really even beyond just the logistics of finding out how to solve it, right? Like I actually wasn't like oh, poor me, like, I need you to be there for me, my stomach's hurting, like, just be here for me. I actually was very um, self-aware of what was happening to me, but also our relationship. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we can't go out to dinner anymore. And we used to love going to Vegas and doing buffets and drinking and having a giggle. Like, I can't do that anymore. And obviously, you know, like I said, being very intimate, like you had to be very careful and we couldn't do that very often. And so all these things, like I was very aware of how that could potentially change our relationship. And so I was a bit fearful of, not even fearful, but just I wanted to make sure that A, you were helping me, right? So I was very vocal about that. Like, look, babe, this is very important. Can you please help? I need, you know, research. Or like, can you come to the doctors with me? So I was very open about that because we always say to each other, we're not mind readers. I can't read your mind. You can't read mine. So just tell each other what you actually want. But then beyond that, there's, it's a relationship. So even though I'm going through this problem, there's two of us. And so you being there for me, felt one-sided and so I was very aware that I needed to make sure that we were having a discussion how you're feeling right and how you're doing you know and you were always super sweet and you know like I just want to get it you know get you healthy and I feel like I failed you and I really want to work on this and I have to find a solution and blah blah but even past that it's like how are you doing emotionally we're not going out to dinner anymore do you still feel connected and we're not able to take these trips anymore are you okay like what is that equivalent of doing something else for you that you would feel that same emotion okay what oh you know like just human touch right just like cuddling and touching each other, um, having that, holding hands, it just, it keeps something intimate between us. And I was very conscious of, want, you know, kind of let's talk about this, we need to discuss this, and so were you. And I think that's really important because when someone's going through a tough time, I think it's very easy to be so focused on you, right? I'm going through this, I'm having a problem, people need to understand, you know, why can't you be there for me? But that's not fair because the other person is still going through that. And you had to sacrifice. Like, I had to sacrifice because I didn't have a choice, right? You sacrificed out of love and out of commitment. And that is, yeah, I I think it's very important to not take that for granted with each other. You're really good about that. Really good about that. Even in, like, the times like that where you're in pain and your life is sucking way more than mine you would stop and say, like, it's no fun to be with somebody who's mopey all the time. 
it's not. And I was mopey a lot. And I even remember, oh God, this is really powerful. I remember once we were at work and again, like I said, like I, I was like just dizzy all the time, but I was at work. I wasn't going to like fail or quit that. Like I was showing up every day, no matter how I felt. And I remember one day at work, we were in your office and something had happened and everybody else had left and it was just me and you. And I was so upset. I was like really emotional. And so I went into your little restroom in your office and I just started crying. I didn't want you to see because I didn't want that to influence where well, here I am trying to run a business and my wife's in the restroom crying. Right. So I went in the restroom, I came back out. And I thought, okay, I've got it together now. I come back out and I just fall apart again. And I was really upset with you. Um, for no reason. Like, it literally was, like, hormones and emotions and all the struggles. I mean, I had, like, these, like, um, electrodes attached oh, God, to my stomach right. because I had swallowed a camera pill because they had to track my... So, literally, I'm walking around with, like, this electric pack on me, but I didn't want people at work to see, so I've got this big overcoat on. And anyway, it was just so intense and just way too much for me to handle. So, I just broke down. And I... But I was mad at you, right? It, you hadn't done anything wrong. But it's when you're upset or you're mad, you kind of just project, right? So I was just projecting it all onto you and I was super upset. And I think at this point, like, I'd had a few of those. And so I think you were just like, I need to call her on it because it's not healthy for her. And I remember you saying, and this is something that, like, we don't mean disrespect for this, but this is just a trigger for us. It's like an anorexic, right? An anorexic can't tell when they've got too skinny. So they can't trust what they're seeing. They can't trust their own mind. And so you basically said, baby, I love you, but you're like an anorexic. You can't see that you're acting so outrageously emotional right now. You need to trust me. Like an anorexic, you can't see it. So you know, as your husband, you need to trust me when I say you're acting irrational. And that's okay. Like if you need time, if you need to go home, if you need, like, what is it that you need to get better? But let's not pretend that it's not your hormones or anything else. And so, like, in that moment, I was like, I so feel it that I want, you know, like, I want to fight back. But it's like, yeah, you know what? I trust him. I trust him. And he's right. And I just need to believe that what I am thinking and what I am feel feeling now is completely, like, it's not my a reality. So truth but yeah can't always trust your emotions yeah you can't trust your emotions but having somebody who you can trust to call you on it and know that they're not just doing it to like it's not my fault it's your emotions yeah and let me tell you this is some advanced class shit right now like if you try that one as a novice you're gonna get eaten alive so be careful with that one yeah, you got to have buy-in. You've got to have talked about that. Like we have talked about stuff like that, given each other permission to do that, earned the trust over time. That was not like year one in our relationship that we were right, at that sure. point. So yeah, that is, uh, that's when you're getting your, your doctorate in relationships, then that one may come in handy. Until then, it is a dangerous tool <laughs> yeah. to wield, my friends. <laughs> yeah. So beware. It is, but it's very powerful if you can get there. No question. No question. It comes to trust. I think that's massive. 